I will starve myself for three days consecutively. If you don't have a personal relationship with someone, if you saying you should eat more or you should eat less is not based off of your personal experience with this person and your fear for their health and detriment, then don't say anything. So today's video is not Bible. Today's video is not banter. Today's video is the backs part of the Bible backs and banter of the That's Funny podcast. I think I woke up this morning particularly disturbed, a little bit upset because I was enjoying one of my favorite meals. So if, you, if you've never met me and you don't know too much about me, I love sushi. Like, I live for sushi, okay? I, I absolutely adore sushi. But after sushi, I love Indian cuisine, especially a good, fresh roti. And so this week in particular, I actually wasn't going to upload on YouTube because I am particularly very stressed. Um, yeah, yesterday I just... I was close to breaking point because I'm exhausted, I'm burnt out, and there's so much responsibility that sits on my shoulders that I'm not even sure, God, I will be able to complete, but I'm trusting that as it is on my shoulders, so are my shoulders strong enough to carry it. And my dad goes and gets me a lamb curry with a roti because he's like, I know you're kind of stressed. I know you're overwhelmed right now. I got you something. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much, dad. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> you know, I sit and I have like a, a small portion of it because I didn't want to eat it because I think I got home around like 8 p.m. last night. And so I didn't want to eat the roti because I knew there was still a lot of work that I needed to get done before the end of the day that I didn't want to interfere with my food. I don't know if you're like me, but like when I eat my food, I very much want to be like immersed in the experience. I want it to be, nobody must talk to me. Nobody must call me. Like if people call me while I'm eating, I get so upset because I'm like, why, why is my phone ringing while I'm trying to enjoy my food? And so that's me. I'm that person. I take eating very seriously, extremely seriously. And so I kind of like take a small portion of the food. I finish the work that I need to do. I went to sleep around quarter past one in the morning and set my alarm for 7 a.m. because I wanted to sleep in a bit, but I didn't want to, I don't want to sleep in all the way. My body will naturally wake up at five o'clock, but I just needed that extra two hours of sleep. But I needed to know that when I don't wake up, when I, when I do wake up at five, I can go back to sleep because the alarm didn't ring and all is well. And so basically, I wake up at 7 a.m., take it kind of slow, and I start dishing out my food. And as I'm putting this food onto this plate, and you would have seen it on Instagram on Thursday. To, today is Thursday, but I'm saying on Thursday because I'm a time traveler and that. <laughs> I'm a time traveler, time traveler, time traveler time traveler and that you see what happens when you try to be funny when you try to be funny your english gets slurred but anyway so i did share it on instagram but while i was taking this picture of my food on instagram i realized that it was a very big portion of food on my plate i exactly did you see my face that's exactly how i, I was like ooh, like i'm gonna post this but like i hope that people don't like respond oh my word, you eat too much, or, you know, that's a lot of food. Because I always feel like it's so weird when people tell me I eat a lot, especially because whenever people tell me I eat a lot, it always is accompanied by for a skinny girl, which wasn't a problem in the past, but it's definitely something that I'm picking up. And that's why I'm having this conversation with you today, because I think it's something that isn't addressed. And I hope I don't get dragged for because I genuinely, this, this genuinely is coming from a genuine place. This genuinely is coming from a genuine place. I want to disclaim and say that everything that I'm about to share in this episode is solely based on my personal experience and my story as a skinny girl. I can't speak to the experiences of any other person. And so if you're watching this and you feel like I'm not really touching on 
your perspective of the conversation, then I want to encourage you to head over to YouTube and drop a comment in the description. Drop a comment in the description. What are you saying, girl? Drop a comment down below and let me know what your journey has been with self-acceptance, body acceptance, body image, all that kinds of stuff because I don't want anyone to feel invalidated by this video. I don't want anyone to watch this and feel insecure, more insecure if you were insecure about your body. I genuinely am just trying to speak to where I'm coming from and speak to the experiences that I've lived. Make sense? Cool. So yeah, I'm like, I really hope that nobody like says anything like this people are probably gonna say i don't even think it was i really hope no one says i think it was based on people are gonna say i eat too much for a skinny girl ah uh, i i don't really have time to deal with the admin of like the banter of you're so skinny and then having to explain myself why i eat so much when i'm so skinny and the story and all oh, and this and that and the fourth but as i'm sitting and trying to take in every moment of this roti that my father has so graciously gotten me I start to think about a conversation that I had with someone two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, I was at an event that started at three in the afternoon that in my head was going to finish at 7 p.m., but ended up going on until the wee hours of the morning, which was crazy. But leading up to this event, obviously, I had planned out my stuff. Like I said, I've been extremely overwhelmed the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months, and there's just a lot on my plate. And so I need to plan every single one of my hours to the T so that everything that I need to get done gets done. And while I had a plan for that particular day, my dad woke up and decided that he's going to disturb my plan that day. And so he woke up in the morning and was just kind of like, yeah, I heard you in the shower. I need to go to this car dealership where, where you need to take me. I live with my dad. It's just the two of us in the house. So if I say no, who's going to take him? He's going to have to go to the neighbors. And every time I make the neighbors take my dad to go fetch any one of his cars, it's a movie. I'm never going to hear the end of it. So I was like, God, if I want peace, I know I have plans, but if I want peace, I will take this man to the car dealership. And so I did. Um, I got into the car, took my dad to the car dealership which was supposed to take half an hour because he was literally just supposed to collect it. They called him and said it was ready for collection. But then when we got there, it was just a whole story. And then it took an hour and a half. So now my plans were delayed by, by an hour and a half. And I need to make sure that I beat the peak hour traffic so that I'm in Santon by 3 o'clock because I think the invitation said 3.30 for, half, for 4 o'clock. But you know me and you know if there's anything about me, it's punctuality. I will be there an hour before 30 minutes before the time that has been allocated for me. And so I wanted to arrive there at three o'clock or else I was going to get anxiety about being late. But that's not the point. The point is because my dad threw off my plans, I couldn't eat breakfast that day. And that day also, actually the night before, my dad had also bought me. What did he buy me? What did I eat the night before? Oh, ribs and, and chicken wings. He bought me gang ribs and gang chicken wings. And I, listen, as much as I beef with chicken, when it comes to chicken wings, listen, I love for chicken wings. Especially dunked wings. <gasps> Chicken licking wings. <gasps> Spur wings with the turkey sauce. <gasps> Spur ribs. <sighs> I just... <sighs> you understand? And so the same thing happened the night before where my dad came home with food and said, I didn't know what you wanted, so I got a couple of options. Choose one. Let's rock. And I chose one, but I also had a lot of work to get done. So I ate a little bit of the food so that I could enjoy it properly for breakfast in the morning. Which is why, if you look at my Instagram stories, I will always have like huge, heavy meals for breakfast. Because most of the time, it's because I starved myself. Well, not starved myself. I only ate enough for me to not be hungry the night before. Because I had a lot of work that requires my hands and focus that needed to be done and deadlines that needed to be met. And so because I take food eating as an experience, I will not eat and work simultaneously. I refuse to do it. I don't want to do it. So I was looking forward to eating my chicken wings and ribs that morning. And then my dad distracted me. So I had to take him. And then I was an hour late and I still needed to drive um, further into Kailami to go 
get some stuff and collect stuff and go to Teddy's house, also collect stuff. It was just a lot that I needed to get done that I needed for the YouTube event that I was attending that night. And so the only way for me to do that was for me to not eat, unfortunately. So I, not the only way to do it was for me to not eat, but I ended up not eating as a result of trying to finish what I needed to get done so that I could have a moment to sit down and eat peacefully and then go do what I have to do at the event, which didn't happen. So I get to the event and I only had a banana and a couple of chips that I stole from my ribbon wing situation that my dad got me the night before. And so there I was, hungry, <laughs> hungry. But also YouTube events, as fun as they look, I know like probably when you see the vlogs, it's like, wow, that was so much fun. Wow, all my favorite creators in one room. It's great. But at the end of the day, like that's work for us. So when I go to a YouTube event, I'm at work. I need to be engaging with people, speaking to people, asking people questions. I think I, I spent like a good 30 minutes with Ghost Ruby just picking his brain about a couple of things because there's so much that fascinates me about his content. And I just wanted to get a little bit of understanding behind that. And so that's what I did. And then I sat with Tato for a minute. And then I sat with Dumi for a minute. Like there was just a lot that was going on. And so for me, even though they had, I think it's called canapes. Like, you know, you've got waiters with like trays in hand and walking around just giving people food and stuff like that. And you could like sort of pick from it and eat. What I realized is for me to eat and try to meet other YouTubers, for me to eat and try to engage completely in a conversation is difficult especially because this food bangs. Like, as much as it was tiny portions, that food banged so much. It banged so much that I really, like, if I was eating, I want to be eating. If I'm talking, I want to be talking. I'm not going to be doing both at the same time, particularly because I need my mouth to speak, you know? And so, I decide that I'm going to prioritize speaking. At some point, I'll get a chance to sit down and eat, so it's fine. And that's kind of my MO, and I'm doing that. And then... <laughs> While I'm going around, you know, speaking to some of my acquaintances, people I've only met once before, twice before, trying to, you know, build better relationship with these people. One of the people that were in the vicinity heard me. Well, I was actually speaking to the general table and I said, I'm hungry. That was the comment I made. I'm hungry. Excuse me. And this person next to me was like, oh, that's crazy. You eat? And obviously, I'm paraphrasing this conversation heavily, but basically, this person was speaking and their description of the O you eat was based on looking at your body. I would have never guessed that you actually eat. Looking at your body, I didn't think that eating was something that you were intentional about. I thought that maybe you try not to eat. You know, maybe you count your calories. And if you've seen my Instagram stories, there was actually a, a couple of weeks ago as well where at church they were serving burritos and I didn't want to eat the burritos because I had already eaten, first of all, before I got there, I had already eaten. But I didn't want the burritos because these burritos in particular, and I've been to Mexico, so I've had burritos, you know what I mean? No, I, I haven't had burritos. I'm definitely lying to you. I had tacos. Okay, okay. I'm the drama. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm so sorry. But basically, the burrito had beans and rice in a wrap. And I was like, I don't eat mesh and pap and rice in the same plate. Why would I eat? I don't want to eat. I hate beans. You guys know this. I hate beans. First of all, I don't want beans in my burrito. Secondly, now I must eat rice inside a wrap. Oh, one like a Yo, uh, uh, I don't want that food. So I remember I was telling this gent, and I posted this on my Instagram story. So if you watch my stories, then you would you would have seen it. By the way, please follow me on Instagram. I promise you. When I'm not uploading on YouTube, when you are crying because there is no content here, the real content is on Instagram. That's where Zikala needing. Who call you on Instagram? How call you for YouTube? I just wanted to get that out there. Anyway, so basically this person made this joke that um, it's not about the beans and the rice being inside the wrap. It's the fact that I'm counting calories. And I was like, that's so crazy. And we laughed because it was funny. I think it was a funny joke. I laughed. But then, you know, when I think about the fact that this particular person at the event 
based off of my body and everything that they've seen me look like on social media, they assume that I don't eat. And then the calorie counting and then well, the alleged calorie counting, me being accused of calorie counting, obviously, that's what I mean. And then the general, like whenever I meet people's moms and not whenever, like every single person's mom does this, but like every now and then someone's mom will grab my thigh and say, OMG, you're so thin. I need to feed you. Like one of the kids that I'm tutoring, his mom is literally always trying to feed me. She's always like, come on, just, just have a little something. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. You're so tiny. Please eat. Please eat. <laughs> you know? And it's just crazy to me. And, and when, I, when I was thinking about it the past couple of weeks, and this morning particularly, when it hit me, because after the YouTube event, I went to see Mashiko, as I usually do. Obviously, to, Mashiko is my best friend. So whenever I do anything, whenever I experience anything, she's the first person I'm going to go visit. And I'm going to tell her how amazing it was and how great it was. And so that's what I did. And then I also told her about this little conversation. But it was just like in passing as a joke. Like, haha, this is what happened. And Mashiko was like, that's crazy. It's actually so disrespectful that someone would say that, they didn't think that you get hungry. They didn't think that you eat because you're a skinny girl. And then ever since last week Sunday, when I had that conversation with Mashiko, I think I've been kind of thinking about the situation and letting it simmer in the back of my head for a while because I wasn't particularly offended by this person. But one thing that I realized and one thing that I noticed, and again, I'm speaking from the perspective of a skinny girl, is that just because I'm skinny, when people make comments about my body, they assume that it doesn't affect me. Just because I'm thin, people think that they can say things like, oh, you should eat a little more. Oh, you should do this a little more. Oh, what do you mean you need to exercise? You don't need exercise. You're skinny. Do you know what I mean? If I say I feel like I'm chubby, which is true, because if I feel like I'm chubby, please, you don't bath me. I mean, you see me in clothes. You see me in tight skinny jeans. You see me in tight dresses, okay, that technically act as spandex. You don't know the chubbiness that I hide underneath these sweaters, <laughs> you know? And at the end of the day, it's my body. So if I feel like I'm a little bit chubby, that's my opinion. And I think it's so unfair that especially particularly for skinny girls. And I'm, when I say skinny girls, I'm referring to me and some of my friends that I know personally have struggled with the exact same thing and affects them so deeply because I have this one friend who everyone will literally say she's body goals. She's my body goals. Like I look at her body and I say, God, if you would do that for me, Lord. I don't know what I would do, but <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like, God, if I could have that body, yo, 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 yo. I probably wouldn't be saved if I had that body. And that's the truth. <laughs> and that's the truth. I'd be for the streets. I'd be for the streets. But I remember having this conversation with her particularly where she was like, it, it rocks her mentals so much whenever people make comments on her body because she's been struggling with gaining weight for a really long time. Her goal has always been to gain weight and to get bigger. And so every time she gets smaller... It hurts her in the brain, but people making comments like, you should eat more, you should do this more, you don't have to exercise so much, why do you even bother exercising, you're just thin, you know, rocks her because she's trying to achieve the opposite goal. I hope that's making sense to you. So she's trying to get bigger, but people keep praising her when she gets smaller and it just rocks her because, or well, not even just praising her, but will make comments like you should eat more, but it rocks her because she tries to eat more, to gain more, but her body simply won't allow her to. And so for me, when I say I'm chubby, my mom listens to that, my brother listens to that, my cousins listen to that, and they agree because they've seen me naked. They've seen like, or not like they've seen me naked, like it's drastic like that, but they've, they've seen what my body looked like in its, my personal ideal state. And they see where I'm at now. And there is a massive difference between the girl that I used to be and the girl that I currently am. Like, I used to be skinny, skinny. And gaining weight during the depressive episode that I was in while studying engineering and all that kinds of stuff really did take a big toll on my 
confidence and I didn't realize how much of a toll that it took. When I say confidence, I'm, I'm also referring to just the amount of consciousness that I had whenever I was out in public. It made me very self-conscious and very, and still to this day, like sometimes I just feel so conscious because I know that if I sit in a particular way, my fupa is literally going to climb out my jeans and hang on. Someone was actually saying to me, I need to accept the fact that I'm no longer a size four slash six and I'm an eight slash 10. And I just need to deal with that and get an entire new wardrobe. Because that's the reality is that my entire wardrobe is size six and below. As it stands right now, my body is an eight. I'm nearing 10. And that's okay. That's fine. But that's not where I want to be. That's not how I feel most confident. And when I started to probe and ask myself so many different questions, like, why is it that you feel confident when you're a smaller body size than you do when you're a bigger body size? That doesn't make sense, Barbara. That's a little bit of toxic thinking. And I've had this conversation before with um, some of my other, you guys know one and only Rory. One and only Rory is one of the most like vibrant and not body conscious. What's the internet word? Body positivity. She's like a big advocate for body positivity. If you listen to her podcast and you and you listen to the content that she makes, like it's very much, this is my body. This is who I am. I love myself and I, I completely love the body that I am living in. So much so that actually at this exact same event, um, minutes after the conversation of, oh, you're so skinny, you should eat more. She was literally sitting across from me at the table. We looked at each other. We laughed. It was a funny moment. It was fine. But... She was speaking and we were having this conversation with Sibum Banza just about politics, body politics, pretty privilege and the different roles that it has and it plays in your content being successful here on YouTube. And if you go on, I don't know if it's Naledi Malela or Neorap, it was YouTube, but one of the two, they did a collaboration where they spoke about the truth about the influencer industry and social media and all that kinds of stuff and how there's a particular body type and a particular look and aesthetic that brands and people are looking to sponsor and work with. And so for those that don't fit into that category, you just kind of like become a background character. But I'm heavily paraphrasing. You should go watch that. And so in this conversation that I was having with Rory Sang and Sibun Panza, Rory was just mentioning how, you know, she's seen how people treat her and how people treat me when we're in the same spaces. And she knows that her fitting into the brand ideal or the societal ideal body type would mean that she would get more views and would mean that she would adversely yeah inadvertently english wow she would subsequently get a lot more subscribers a lot more followers a lot more all of that stuff we also spoke about baddies and she was like literally barbara's a baddie it was so funny it's so embarrassing she's like literally barbara's a baddie and i'm like, me i'm a baddie you should have told me before this conversation that I'm a baddie. Now Sibu's looking at me and he's like, you a baddie, Barbara? I'm like, listen, I just found out now that I'm a baddie. But that's not the point. That's not the point. So then she's like, like, Barbara, Barbara's a baddie. And I'm like, oh, damn, I am a baddie. You right, girl. That's exactly what I am. I'm a bad baddie. <laughs> I'm so stupid, yo. Um, so, you know, she says that and she's like, that's Barbara. Barbara likes being a baddie, which is true. My entire life from birth, I've always wanted to be a baddie. That's all I wanted to be, a baddie. And she's like, but that's not my aesthetic. I don't want to change my aesthetic to look like Barbara's aesthetic to be the person that the people want me to be. I don't want to lose weight because I love my body and I love the way that it looks. And so she's just speaking and going in and, and going off about how much she loves her body. And she hates that it's almost like to be successful, you have to fit into this category. So... For me also, when I'm thinking, and, and Rory Sang is such a thought-provoking person, like whenever we have conversations and I say stuff, she'll always ask me questions back to say, why do you think like that? Like, let's unpack that. And usually we find the root and we deal with it. And so even though Rory Sang in the same night had mentioned, like, I should eat something, like I, I never eat, I need to eat. It's different because this is someone who has relationship with me. This is someone who, and I think I've said this before in one of my videos, that during that time when I was in a depressive episode, and you've heard this even at the beginning of this conversation, that I'm having, I know I'm jumping from like place to place, but please stick with me. I hope you can stay with me and, and keep my train of thought because I off ramp a lot. But 
at the beginning of this conversation, I mentioned how I literally will not eat because I want to enjoy my food and I'd rather work and get my work done and then only eat the following day. But sometimes what happens is maybe two days will go by and I haven't had the time to sit down and not do any work. So what that means is I end up eating tiny little portions. I'm trying not to get emotional right now. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a hectic conversation. I end up eating like tiny little portions of food in between my working sessions because I want to get the work done and I want it to be perfect before I reward myself with eating. And I think this, like the eating, the disordered eating that I had is something that is a completely different conversation and not for this particular episode. And maybe we'll tackle it later on. But as someone who had disordered eating, that means that I can go two, three, three days, three days, maybe four, four is pushing it, three days probably without eating. And when I say without eating, I mean without eating a proper meal. I will starve myself for three days consecutively because I am a workaholic, because I'm editing videos, because I'm doing schoolwork, writing essays, all this kinds of stuff. And so at the point in my life where it was getting detrimental to my health and I was in a really dark space mentally, physically, emotionally, Rory Sung was the person that kind of encouraged me through it. And so she literally used to make me take pictures. Like every day she'd call me. That's so crazy. <laughs> I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry. I'm a man. Real men don't cry. <gasps> oh my word. Okay. So um, basically Rory Sang was the person who would like call me three times a day, call me throughout the day and say, you didn't send me a picture of your breakfast. Did you eat breakfast? Stop what you're doing right now and eat breakfast. Because when it comes to working, I don't have a, I'm learning how to create boundaries. Um, and it's, it's basically based off of the fact that I'm an Enneagram type one. So go read what an Enneagram one is. Well, I'm a three. <laughs> okay. So I took an Enneagram test, right? And I had to take it twice, but basically I'm a one. And then it says 98% one, 93% three or 95% three. I can't remember because I know three, five and eight go together. And then the math just like kind of jumbles. It's just the math in my head and how it works. But what it basically means is that I just go look at it. Look at what an Enneagram type one is, which is often confused with an Enneagram type three. They're literally like the same person. It's just that a three is more people pleasing focus than a type one so i'm a type three instead of a type one i'm not a people pleaser anymore but the thinking that is rooted in being a type three is definitely what i am but go look up enneagram type one and so i don't have boundaries when it comes to work because i want everything to be perfect i want everything to be done and i will work until i'm in a hospital i will work until the doctor books me off and even when the doctor books me off i'm working <laughs> that's me you know so where sang had to be the person and, and really I'm so grateful for her because I don't know where I would be. I mean, I know where I would be if it wasn't for her, but just calling me every day and making sure that I eat, making sure that I... And so when Rory Sang made the comment during the night of you should eat something, Barbara, come on, get it together. I want to see you eat, eat something now. I think for someone who was with us the entire night watching that interaction would assume that I have an eating disorder, but my eating... I don't have an eating disorder. My eating is disordered because I'm a workaholic. And so, yes, that was, that was way too much of a long explanation for what I was trying to say. The point of what I was trying to say is Rory Sang has a relationship with me. Rory Sang has carried me through dark moments. And Rory Sang understands the consequences of my not eating and understands the roots of the reason that I don't eat. So I'm not thin. I don't not eat to remain thin. But I... I my weight could probably have something to do with the way that I eat. But it's not intentional. It's it's mental health related. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something that I personally am struggling with mentally. And I need to learn that it's okay for me to sleep. It's okay for me to bath. It's okay for me to eat. And it's okay for me to hand in the work on time and not early. 
and you've seen this i think if you I know I keep making reference to so many different videos that you need to go watch, but there's a video that I did with my absolute fave, Sexy Unicorn, Tanda Vokana, on his channel, where we were speaking about university etiquette. And in that video, I was telling him how in my first year of engineering, there were days that went by where I wasn't bathing, I wasn't eating, I wasn't doing anything, all in the name of passing and doing well. <laughs> And so I guess what I'm trying to highlight with the conversation that I was having with Rory Sang and Sibu is that, and even with my other friends of all different shapes and sizes in my friend group, is that regardless of your body size, regardless of your race, regardless of your skin color or skin shade, and I, I learned this about um, light-skinned women earlier this year where I had put up a tweet on my Instagram story and I was asking you about as a dark skinned woman. So the tweet basically went to say, as a dark skinned woman, sometimes when men approach me, I doubt the approach because it's difficult for me to believe that somebody would actually find me attractive. And so I was curious because I know I struggle with that a lot or I used to struggle with that a lot. Um, I don't struggle with it anymore. And I just wanted to hear other people's perspectives on this situation. Am I the only person who thought like that? Do other people think like that? And when I put it up, there were surprisingly so many light-skinned women that commented on that particular post. And it shocked me. It shocked me how inconsiderate I had been in my not inconsiderate, how selfish I had been in my thinking. Because growing up, the mentality and the thinking that I had was that like light-skinned women are living. Like light-skinned women are living because I'm constantly being put down for being a dark-skinned girl. So in my head, the light-skinned woman is the one to envy and the light-skinned woman is part of the oppressors. And so even though I wasn't avidly like going out of my way to like hate on light-skinned women, I don't hate on light-skinned women. I've said this before. I'll never hate on light-skinned women because I'm not crazy. <laughs> but definitely growing up, there was a sense of like, you know, resentment, I, you could say, towards light-skinned women because they had everything that I wanted. They in my head anyway, they had the access that I thought they had and all these kinds of things. And my mom is a light-skinned woman. There are a lot of light-skinned people in my life, but that doesn't make me... I literally, when I said my mom is a light-skinned woman, I literally thought of how, like, sometimes people will be called out for racist and racism and then they'll say, my best friend is a black person. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're all growing. We're all glowing. We're all learning. Fabulous. And so... I think what that what that conversation, particularly with the one light-skinned woman that I had, and I can't even remember what it was about. All I remember is how the conversation made me feel. It gave me a deep sense of realization that on the opposite end of the spectrum, people are going through the exact same thing that we are going through. And so for me, when I, like I said, Rory Sang will always ask me questions like, Okay, Barbara, when I look at your body, everything is fine. When I look at your stomach, I don't think it's that bad. You just, you're just normal. You have a normal body. Like, this is what a normal human being's stomach looks like. This is what a normal human being's body looks like. So why do you feel the need and why do you feel the pressure to be smaller and fit in the clothes that you've been wearing since you were in primary school, Barbara? That is ridiculous. Right. So when I start to think about the, that question, like, why do I feel the need to go back to that body? Literally, my honest reason for wanting to be a size six and a size four properly, comfortably again is because that's how I feel most confident. I feel confident enough to walk up to a stranger and start a conversation when I know that my Body parts are not hanging out of, you know, my clothing when I know that I look good. And you know the saying like, you look, you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you are good. You know the saying, man, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You look good, you feel good, you are good, you are all these things. And so for me, when I think back to my childhood and I started to think deeper on 
just trying to figure out why do I want to be a size six? Why do I want to remain a size six? Like what is going on? What is happening? I realized actually that I've been content with being skinny. Growing up, I was always the thin child and I've shared before on YouTube that I definitely was kind of like teased for being skinny. But prior to being teased for being skinny, I was very happy with my body. I'm in a family where if you've seen my sister's bums, guys, my my sister's so bootylicious. Like, wow. I wish. I wish I had the booty of my sister. She's so bootylicious. My brother is bootylicious. <laughs> my cousin's curvaceous bootylicious. My sister's body is literally like, she's so small on the top and then bootylicious. And all is well. So everyone in my family, particularly the women, have big boobs and are bootylicious with weight, hourglass, hourglass or pear-shaped. There's like everybody, hourglass or pear-shaped. There is no in-between, except for me and my older sister. We are the ones who are just thin, okay, skinny. But even growing up in an environment of cousins and aunts who had big bums and big boobs, I never felt insecure about my body. I never felt like, I was too skinny and I wanted to become bigger or get big bums. All of that started and all of that came as a result of other people pointing out what they felt was flawed with my body and other people pointing out what they thought could be improved on my body. And so when I started thinking about why am I confident as a skinny person, does that have to do with other people? Genuinely and honestly, the answer is no. I'm confident as a skinny girl because I grew up as a skinny girl. And the fact that I'm confident as a skinny person, as opposed to, you know, squatting my legs off so that my bums can grow bigger, which I probably will do anyway, because I, I just I just feel like there's something about the booty, man. There's something about the booty that I need. There's something about it. But I really like genuinely like sometimes I look at my sister's bums in adoration because I'm like, you have really nice bums. Like that is beautiful. That's incredible. But I just I know that I I want to be a size six because I want to feel my best. And if I feel my best, that's when I will perform optimally. And so with all of the different methods that I've tried over the past couple of months to you know, get back into my toned shape. I've failed so many times with exercising. I failed because I started an exercising program and I stopped. And then I started a certain like eating portion because then there was this thing of like, you must eat seven small portions in the day instead of three big meals. And I was like, okay, 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 I'll try it. And I tried so many different things and options that were on the internet to try and get back to my size six body. But at the time, what I realized is my mental health was in the dumps. And so my reasons for wanting a body was so that I could try and feel better about myself. But after I dealt with the mentals of the things that I was going through last year, I then came to the conclusion that I'm happy with myself the way that I am. But in order to enhance the happiness, to elevate the happiness, I just want to fit in my clothes again. I have so many different aesthetics. Like Rory Sang said, like, I'm a baddie. I was born to be a baddie. I want to wear baddie clothes, okay? Not like I want to wear baddie clothes, like I wanted to wear crazy things, but just like the things that for years I never would wear because I was so conscious about my body, I want to be able to wear and feel comfortable wearing them. So it's not about the fact that, you know, someone's going to see my fupa when I'm in, but it's the fact that I'm going to be so conscious. I know I'm just not going to be comfortable. It's like the that event that we went to, I was dressed according to the theme and completely threw away the outfit that I had planned to wear to the YouTube event because I'm a goody two-shoes and wanted to adhere to the theme of the day. And Rory Sang told me, if I didn't wear what I wanted to wear, I was going to be self-conscious the whole night. And guess what happened? I was self-conscious the whole night because nobody... Well, some people did adhere to the theme, but because the clothes that I was wearing were not aligned with who I am as a person and didn't represent me well, I was very self-conscious when it came to meeting people for the first time because I was like, now they're meeting me as this girl who's dressed like this and this is not my real style. Like, this is not my real aesthetic. Please know that this is not me. And so it's the same concept with just my 
wanting to be skinny again is just based on the fact that I just want to feel comfortable in my clothes and I want to feel confident when I'm walking outside because I know I'm happy with how my body looks. And so me being chubby, according to me, was depreciating and eating at my mental health more than it needed to because I felt bad about my body. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, I'm chubby. And I'm still the skinny person in comparison to everyone in my family. But I look in the mirror and I'm unhappy with what I see. And so I just decided, look, I... I feel bad about my body and it makes me feel bad about myself as a person. There's so many videos also that I have <laughs> from last year, so many vlogs that I have that I won't upload because every time I try to edit them, I look at my body and I feel so bad. Like it reminds me just of the mental dumps that I come from, of the depression and the anxiety and the stress that came with engineering and the life that I was living while in engineering. It just like, it reminds me of so much toxicity that I was doing to myself, the bad eating habits, the, the, you know, just, ah, uh, it reminds me of so many bad things. And I was like, why would I sit around and not actively work towards the body that I want? Because somebody else feels like my body is fine and I'm being dramatic. Do you know what I mean? And so I decided to just wake up and, and do something about it. I don't even know what I'm talking about in this episode. But I want you to know, okay, if you heard nothing this entire episode, that A, I found that it's important for me to ask myself questions and question deeply why I want the things that I want and make sure that it's rooted in what I actually want other than what other people want. Because most of the time, I will do what will keep the peace, which is do what majority of the people want that's number one number two is that actually the reason why I wanted to have this conversation was to say that I really want to ask that we be yes that was the point of what I was trying to touch that was the point so the point that I'm trying to make right is that I was happy with my body I was happy being skinny until other people told me I shouldn't be happy being skinny and that's when all of the consciousness started but when I speak to my fuller-figured friends, it's the same thing for them. For some of them, they are content where they are right now. But because people are screaming at them from all different directions, they are faced with questions, questioning themselves, questioning whether their decision to remain as they are is a... My dad used to make this really ridiculous joke when my parents were married. My, dad used to, my mom used to go to the gym and she wanted my dad to come along with her to the gym. And my dad always used to say... Which means God gave me this fupa. Why would you want me to go to the gym and change what God has given me? So, eh? never. <laughs> my dad's funny. But yeah, that's what my dad would say, you know? But, you know, my dad likes his fupa. Like, he's very, he literally, he loves it so much that he rubs it. That's how much my dad loves his fupa. And so, it's just like, keep quiet. If you don't have a personal relationship with someone, if, you saying you should eat more or you should eat less is not based off of your personal experience with this person and your fear for their health and detriment, then don't say anything. There is no need for you to put down other women that don't look like you, that are not in the same race as you, that are not in the same cultural background as you. There is absolutely no need for that. I think that it's important for us to realize that Beauty can 100% and definitely coexist. And I think I want to speak more about confidence, just like personally my journey with confidence and getting to a point where I now am able to like acknowledge that other women are beautiful and celebrate their beauty without feeling less beautiful. Like I'm not intimidated by light-skinned women. I'm not intimidated by women with big bums. Like I'm not intimidated by women who are just as thin as me either. Like I'm not intimidated by anyone's appearance because I understand that my appearance and your appearance were designed to look very different, okay? When God in Ephesians said, let us create, no, he didn't say it in Ephesians. In Genesis, he said, let us create man. But in Ephesians, he says, we are his masterpieces. Look at Leonardo da Vinci. Look at Michelangelo, you know? They've got masterpieces, but none of their masterpieces look the same. 
None of them look the same because that's what makes a masterpiece. It's the uniqueness in its beauty. It's the ability to appreciate the art that is the difference that you bring into the room, the difference that your smile brings into a room. And so my plea and my beg is that we would stop feeling so comfortable with commenting on people's bodies, commenting on people's weight. And I know this is like a very big conversation. It's bigger than me even. Just stop. But also as a skinny girl, to say that skinny girls, believe it or not, are definitely going through a lot when it comes to their bodies. Some are working hard to gain weight. Some are working hard to be toned and feel confident in their body because even though they are skinny, they are not the skinny that they used to be. And even though they understand that they are growing into women bodies and that they will never be the skinny that they were in their childhood, they at least want to be a healthy skinny. You know what I mean? There are so many different things. You have other girls who are like me. I eat a lot, but I'm a workaholic, which means that my eating gets disordered because I will always prioritize my work over my livelihood, which means I end up with disordered eating. But I also grew up with a fast metabolism. So when I do have days off and when I do have weeks off and I decide to just eat everything that I see with my eyes, it might not change a lot because that's just how my body works. That's I, I didn't choose this life. And so be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. If it means getting off of social media for a while until you get to a point where you feel, and social media is a big part of it. Again, this conversation is bigger than me. I've been speaking for 47 minutes. I don't want to speak any longer. But for me, and one practical tip that I can give you if maybe you're like me and you're a skinny girl who was struggling is to follow girls that look like you. When I struggled with my dark skin, when I struggled with accepting my body, one of the biggest things that completely changed the game for me and how I see myself and how I carry myself was the girls that I followed on social media. So I started being more intentional about following girls that look like me in terms of the shade of their skin. And then once I had dealt and gotten over the bridge of accepting my dark skin and moved on to my body, I started following girls who have a body shape that is similar to mine because something that I also realize is yes I might have a certain aesthetic that I like you know there's a certain body shape also that is associated with that aesthetic so even when you think of like Rorisan calling me a baddie BBL's baddie <laughs> you know those are things that are kind of like um synonymous with one another but beyond being synonymous with one another I think a lot of people when they think of a baddie immediately you think of a curvaceous woman and so even though I like the style that a lot of the curvaceous women on social media adorn me seeing the style that I like on a body that looks nothing like mine will only f further damage how I see myself and how I see my body and so I literally had to work so hard to go. I started off on Pinterest because it's easier to find all of that on Pinterest. And then I moved on to Instagram where I started digging and looking for girls who dressed the way I like to dress. I don't know if you guys have seen Yasmin Davenport, the, 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 the lady who wears Zara clothing. Do you know the lady I'm talking about? I always post her on my story all the time. She always wears like these cute skirts with these bralettes and blazers. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That is my aesthetic. But see, that's what I'm talking about. Is what that dress and outfit looks like on Yasmin Davenport is completely different to how that exact same outfit will look on Miss South Africa 2020, Shurifadzo Musida. Because she's just got a curvier body. Like, yo, Shuri's body, yo. I literally sit there. I'm always just like, yo. Wow, like, like you just, that's just you. Like, you just walk around like that. That's crazy. Like, that's, but if, if I didn't first get to a point where I followed the Yasmin Davenports of the internet, seeing girls who look like me in the style that I like and then saying, oh, wow, I see how flattering it looks on her. That means it's possible for me too. 
And then once I've dealt with that and accepted who I am, what I look like, love it. Now I'm following the shudus of the world, the ZX online of the world. And I'm able to appreciate their style without it being damaging to how I view myself and how I dress. Does that make sense? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think social media is a very powerful tool in overcoming your insecurities, but it also, unfortunately, can be a very big contributor to those conversations and thought patterns and situations. But my camera battery is on 5%. This video is on 51 minutes. And so I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up right here. This probably was more of a rant and more of a vent than it was a structured conversation, but it was something that was bothering me the whole day and I needed to get it off my chest so that I can do my work peacefully. So thank you for letting me get this off my chest. I look forward to reading your comments and your tweets and your Instagram story mentions because you are helping me get to 10k by my birthday. Thank you. <laughs> How manipulative of me. Sis, I'm so ashamed. I'm so sorry. I should have asked. Please guys, I would I would love to be on 10k by my birthday. Like that would be the best 22nd birthday gift ever. My birthday is on the 5th of July and if I could if 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 only, but at the same time it's like What's the point of having 10K subscribers if, like, I don't have a connection with all 10K of those subscribers and I'm not doing anything to impact them or better their lives in any way? Now you just want metrics for vanity, and that's not cute. So maybe maybe it's God's will, ne? Maybe it's God's will. Then, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for watching this episode if you're on YouTube. And... I just want to say strength to you, queen. Keep lifting your head up. Keep pushing because people... This is how Rihanna, my queen, my grandmother, Rihanna. <laughs> this is how she says. She says, the people going to talk whether you're doing bad or good. And that's something that I need to learn. Um, but keep your head up. Like People literally are going to say everything they want to say about your body, about the way you look. Whether you are hourglass, whether you are skin and bones because that literally those are the things that people say to us you, you, you see how crazy it sounds skin and bones how can you call someone skin and bones that's crazy but anyway <laughs> keep your head up keep pushing queen if you don't feel loved know that god loves you i love you and your mom loves you because it's her job and nobody can take that away from you nobody ciao